Sorry, go ahead. Hello and welcome to Friendly Fire. Bye-bye. Good night. Good night. All right. Yes. <clears throat> All right. Welcome back to Friendly Fire. Y'all know me. I'm your host, Sean, and my co-host, Sydney. What up? What up? All right. So, y'all know we usually put these shows out on Thursday nights, uh, Thursday mornings, Thursdays. Um, so, we record them early. Last night was the national championship. It's Tuesday. Um, so, before we get into college football, before we get into NFL, the weekend that just passed and the weekend coming up, um, one of your favorite players in the league um, just shocked us and retired. Um, what do you think about the Luke Kuechly retirement? It's, um, it sucks, honestly. You know, he was only 28 years old, and to me, he was the best, if you don't want to say overall linebacker, he's the best middle linebacker in the game right there with Bobby Wagner. Mm-hmm. Um a year, not even a year, but six months after Andrew Luck stepped away from the game early, which for him, it was more um, less of a shock, I guess, because you saw what was mounting up with him with his injuries. But with Luke Keekley, he's been pretty healthy to us, you know, for the for at least the past year and a half or so. I was going to say early in his career, but mm. like, you know, he's had he's dealt with some injuries, but. Um, so that's yeah. why. I, yeah, he had a major injury coming out of college. Uh, right. Yeah. And then he dealt with some more stuff. But recently, it doesn't seem like it seemed like he had been pretty healthy. So it was definitely a shock, man. I um, uh, I get to watch him play my favorite team two times a year, and it's it's always uh, it's always a joy to see him play, man. Like I say, he's one of the the smartest players I've ever watched on the defensive side of the ball. So, yeah, that sucks that he's retired so early, but you got to step away when you got to step away, I guess. Agree. That's why, I like, when you when you think about it from the linebacker position, mm-hmm. um, far better too early than too late. Yeah. So, um, like you said, it sucks to see him go because he – He's definitely at the top of the list for linebackers and at the top of his game. His game ain't declining. Um, but, you know, whatever, it's it's always easy to forget, like I say, that they, man, they're human beings too. Whatever he's got going on in his life, um, financially and, and mentally and yeah. family and stuff, if stepping away from the game is what's best for him, then it sucks that we won't get to cheer him on on Sundays, but you know, it's like, what, you know, like you say, at the end of the day, they're humans, just like us. They got to do what's best for them. So yeah, and if you're tired of it, it yeah, yeah. So getting beat up every Sunday like that ain't fun for nobody. Nobody. Yeah. So anyway, um, so we got to do a college football playoff. It just happened last night, and it's the college football crowned a champion. So let's yeah. do that before we get into um, the Final Four and NFL. Um, what did you think of the game last night, Clemson and LSU? I want to start with Clemson 
definitely belonged in this game. I know how quickly people can people like to look at the the end result and be like, man, Clemson didn't play go back to Clemson and play anybody all year. They didn't belong. No, Clemson belonged in that game. Um Trevor Lawrence played the most average game you're gonna ever see out of him. And he was still really good. Yeah, that's why I say, like, even for him, it was a bad game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the worst time to have it. There were a lot of overthrows by him. But um, yeah. LSU's defense played really good, and their offense played even better. Joe Burrow had another amazing game, um, especially for – especially early in the game where they – had their backs against their own goal line so many times, time after time. Mm-hmm. Was putting them in that position. And for them to survive all of that and to um and to still end up dominating the game, especially later on as they did. It was it was great to see. Um because even at 42-25 for a little while you thought Clemson could could fight back maybe a little bit, but LSU definitely deserved it. They've had one of the best, um, <clears throat> one of the best college seasons we've seen in a while. So they definitely deserved it. And I don't want to take anything from them, um, but Clemson, they deserve to be there. And of course, I wouldn't be shocked to see them right back there next year at this time. Yeah, you know what's crazy is Burrow played a perfect game. Um, and I, I texted you before, uh, well, not even before, but during the game that I thought Clemson was going to win, and it started to feel like Clemson, like you said, they belonged in the game. And mm-hmm. I respect them more than, a lot more than SEC fans. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I respect their resume and, and what they've done over the last couple of years. Um, and, I, you know, I tweeted about Joe Burrow and how everybody's saying he's the number one pick. I still think Lawrence is the better quarterback, and I think he's the best, the better quarterback by a pretty decisive margin. Um, but again, this was about LSU. They put together a good season, a great season, a historic season. Um, good for them. I um I made a comment last night <clears throat> that my uncle addressed uh, earlier, and we talked about it. Uh, I made the comment that next year. Because of course Joe Burrow is going to end up going number one to the Bengals. I was saying next year he should still have pretty decent talent around him to where he can still look good. And my uncle was saying how he felt that the Bengals should move back in the draft, stock up on picks, and don't, you know, reach for this guy, Joe Burrow, because he felt like that he's a great college player, but it won't translate. Kind of like he said. He said not to be mistaken as he's saying that he's Johnny Manziel. Yeah. Some some players are really just college players. And my response to him was, that may be true, but in the position that the Bengals are in, they got to roll the dice on that because you can't can't bet on a free agent quarterback. Um, I was saying that there's there's no better future to bet on this offseason other than Joe Burrow at the quarterback position. Yeah, and it just seems perfect. They, you know, they got some people with LSU history in their front office, and mm-hmm. they're, they're moving into a transition where they're obviously going to get a quarterback um, with the number one overall pick. But they got to go through the process. So mm-hmm. I, don't, I, don't, I don't 
think that everybody's saying that it's a foregone conclusion right now, and it probably is, but that's what you have the process for. They got to yeah. go through pro days, through his, you know, all, all of the other stuff, the combine and all that stuff to make sure that he is that guy. And if they, if that's how they feel, then they should take him. They shouldn't let anything like that, you know, any past history change their mind if they feel like he's the guy to go with. Yeah, and that's always the case. And um, Trevor Lawrence, I do agree with you. I do think he's the better quarterback. He will be the better pro quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it? Uh, two weeks ago when we <laughs> talked about the game, um, and I made the comment about, dang, y'all only had this Joe Burrow for one year, and then it looked like y'all only going to get Joe Brady for a year, which <laughs> – Turned out to be true. It kind of seemed like he may stuck may stick around because uh, there was extensions talks, but he ended up going to the Carolina Panthers. Um, I freak, I personally forget that Joe Burrow was even in at LSU last year. Yeah, I forgot too. And then when you look at his stats from last year compared to this year, they're night and day. Like yeah. I think he threw sixteen touchdowns last year total, and this yeah. year sixty. Yeah, and a lot of that is, but a lot of that you got to give credit to Joe Brady. Mm -hmm. So, and that's why I was saying two weeks ago, I was saying, man, it sucks that LSU only going to really be able to experience this for one year because Joe Brady going back to the pros and Joe Burrow, of course, going pro too. Yeah. So, LSU got a lot to figure out too because they're losing a lot of talent. Um after this year too but yeah it was it was definitely a good game um and like i said lsu and ain't no knocking them at all you know they had a great season yeah uh so to some nfl football because i ain't got nothing else to say about that so let's go let's go chronologically like we normally do um we'll go all the way back to saturday um Minnesota and San Francisco. But this game, the 49ers, they just they just feel like the best team in the league. They they when they when they came out on Saturday, they felt like they wanted to prove that they were the best team in the league. And I when the playoffs started, you know, when we reset and we talked about who we thought would make a run, and I, I said Saints and Kansas City. I I did think that it would be difficult for the Saints to navigate their way through what they had to do as the three seed. Remember what that's what I said. Mm-hmm. But for the 49ers, I didn't I don't know that I would have picked them if they ended up matching up against each other, the 49ers yeah. in in San Francisco, just because you see the extreme difference that the defense got back with Tart and Ford. And Quan Alexander, they got healthy over that bye week. And mm-hmm. the defense is so dominant. The run game is so good in the way that uh I cannot think of his name right now. The coach. Um Shanahan. Shanahan, yeah. Kyle Shanahan. And the way that Kyle Shanahan puts their running backs and, and all of their people in situations to be successful, Garoppolo just don't he he just gotta not mess the game up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And we and the Vikings. Look, bro, we talked about how good the Vikings roster is, but their offense 
is so dependent on Dalvin Cook. And that's what ended up happening with the Saints. That they got their play action going with a lot of that stuff. And a lot of those uh, outside runs with Dalvin Cook against a team that's strong against the run. So it was a surprise. But the 49ers shut all that down. And mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins, did. he looked lost. He looked lost without, you know, being able to play action. And, and he's got weapons. But the 49ers just absolutely shut that down. And I feel like the better team won. Yeah, the better team absolutely won. We both picked them going into this game. Um, <clears throat> the pressure, it all comes down to pressure. The San Francisco 49ers are getting pressure with all four people that they're putting down on their line. Facts. And then they send in a linebacker, too. Mm-hmm. And they go, and we're going to cover everybody y'all sending out running routes. We're going to cover them man-to-man, and we're going to lock that shit down, too. Yeah. There ain't nothing you can do against that, especially if you're of Kirk Cousins' skill set, which is, like we say, which is a lot like Jimmy Garoppolo's. Don't, just don't mess this up. And with his talent not being full strength or at full health and, and not looking the same that they have looked in past years with Dillon and Diggs and Kyle Rudolph, Dalvin Cook couldn't get Dalvin Cook couldn't get going, so the rest of the offense couldn't get going. Like you said, that's the key to their offense. I said it five, six weeks ago that that's, that's one of those situations to where, no, it's not the offensive line. That's Dalvin Cook. That's mm-hmm. making that run game look the way it is. And yeah. They took that out, and that was that. Yeah. Uh, so, again, uh, I'm very excited to talk about the Ravens and the Titans. What did you think of that game? All right. So we talked about it all season long. How oh, each one of us trusted the Baltimore Ravens when it was really going to come down to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I kept saying, look, they're going to run into a team that's going to say, look, y'all not running the football against us. I don't care what. No, nigga, not, not Lamar Jackson, not Mark Ings, nah, none. Gus Edwards, no. Nobody's running the football against us. Lamar Jackson. You stand back there and you throw the football. And now what? Exactly. And, and now what? My, my thought process has always been I'm not confident that he can, that he's going to be able to win a football game like that. Mm-hmm. So Tennessee took their great defense in there and said, y'all not running the football against us. Let's see what you got throwing it. And didn't have anything, um, which is amazing. One like he he ended up getting his on the ground later in the game, but at that point you down twenty points. You need to be throwing right. Right, that that doesn't matter. But for him to be, it's just like Trevor Lawrence, um, except for Lamar Jackson is the MVP of this league. You pick this was the worst time for you to have your worst game, and it's more about what they took away from him than him just performing poorly. Right. That's that's the part of his game he still has to improve on. Mm-hmm. Um, but for Tennessee to go in there and hold a team that was averaging 33 points a game to 12, that that was amazing to see. And not only hold them to 12, but put up 33 points, 34 yeah. points. Yeah. It was it was a real like that was that was one of those games that was interesting to see all the way through the end just to just to see if Baltimore was going to be able to 
to find something that they could attack and, and make a comeback with. But Tennessee held strong throughout that whole game, and it, it was a real good game. So we went into this saying that very rarely in the NFL does the playoffs go chalk. Does it just go one two one two in both conferences? And we said before at the end of the show, one of these teams uh-huh. gonna lose, but we just we just didn't know which one it was. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because remember we ended the show talking about which one of these teams would you not be surprised by losing? And both of us were saying how even the NFC was, so it wouldn't surprise us that the NFC. But all year, like you said, all year we were saying, man, I just don't trust the Ravens. But at the same time, I didn't feel like it would be the Titans. The the Titans would be that team that was good enough to bring in 1990-type football and and win a game. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, but the Ravens, look, I don't think that Lamar Jackson played terrible, but what what they have done with his skill set – molding mm-hmm. an offense around him. I don't think that that's going to work just because it's a lot of college stuff. It's a yeah. it's a lot of option football, one read off play action and then if it's not there you run. But when you got a team that's going to be able to stop you from running, we don't even wor- we ain't even worried about you running it at all. That changes everything you've done up to this point. Like yeah. That, that kind of shit will be successful through the regular season just because he's so difficult to prepare for. But, man, when it's one game, you got one game, that, look, bro, if it's a bad day and somebody is stopping that, yeah. and, and the Ravens, the other thing is I thought the Ravens' defense would still be good enough to be like, all right, even if it's a close game, they're just a better team. But, Man, Derrick Henry did what he wanted to do, bro. Every this is the second week in a row. They just he just cannot be stopped. And I said at the end of uh, at the end of last show, I was like, I want to say Tennessee, but it's an offense that I didn't trust. I knew that defense could hold up. Yeah, the offense wasn't gonna be able to put up much points. But like you said, Derrick Henry, man, I'm doing what I want to do. Like, yeah, give him a rock and watch out. Like I said, bro, the, the Ravens. They just it's too much. All right, play action with the with the running back, zone read with the running back, and if it's if it's not there, we just gonna throw it to the tight end. Like, all right, well if I take that away from you, now what you gonna do? Can Lamar Jackson drop back and and read a defense? And I don't think this is still progression. This mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's progression from the last year. So I'm not going to sit here and say that he can never develop into that. Yeah, but. Them trying to win a Super Bowl like that, it was never gonna happen. Like we, yeah, exactly. we, we knew going into this, going into the playoffs and going through the through the entire <laughs> season, neither one of us was ever like, all right, who could you see realistically winning the whole thing? I never thought it was the Ravens. Yeah. Like even if they played in the AFC Championship game, I never was gonna be like, all right, they finna take this and win a Super Bowl. Uh-huh. No, I never believed in that. So. Yeah, that was definitely one of the more interesting outcomes of the weekend. Um, yeah, we've been disrespecting Derrick Henry t- for too long, bro. Like, I don't give, I don't care now. He the best, he the best running back in football. Really? Like, you ready to go that far already? Football. He he's the best running back in football. 
Tell me somebody that's ran the ball better than him this season. I mean, if you got, if, if you want to be a person of the moment, then sure. I mean, I can't. I ain't got no argument. Tell me somebody who ran the ball better than him this season. This the whole season. I mean, he got the numbers to back it up, so I can't argue with you right now. But it, look, I just because I mean, we 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 give the nod to to the Saquon Barkleys or even Zeke because they do a little more out out the backfield. But yeah. he's carrying the ball 30 times a week. And who's stopping him? Right. I look, bro, I'm not I'm not banging a drum saying you wrong. I mean, it, it, he up I'm there. saying like even I, I want to say we had this conversation at the beginning of the year where we named I think our top 5 running backs and I don't think right. he's been either of them. No. No, he That's wasn't. What I'm saying. We've been disrespecting him. And I know he and this isn't the first season that he's been doing this, you know? Yeah, I know he was in my top ten. He was yeah. easily in my top yeah. ten, but um if you if he has ascended to the top of your list, I mean I mean hey, he's got the numbers to prove it. So and he's playing like it. I can't. That's just like I said, bro. Before the season started, I didn't have Michael Thomas as the number one receiver. Mm-hmm. I mean, but now bring up that analysis. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty decisive right now. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you, no. But you. But my thing is, we you had Michael Thomas in your top five. Yeah, yeah. That's the difference, you know. That's what I'm saying. Like we okay. had him. We weren't even recognizing him as a top five running back. Mm-hmm. You know. But anyway. Uh, Chiefs Texans. <laughs> this one is really fun. Uh, the Texans. Look, we disagree on where the Texans are. All right, and Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. The first thing I want to say is they. I. Kansas City is good, so we respect Kansas City, but. Even when they were up 24-0, it didn't feel like they're not a good enough team that they got those lucky breaks and you were like, all right, well, now they could turn to what they normally do. They got touchdowns in weird ways. They got a block punt, a muff punt, and a a blown coverage. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, as soon as as the short field stopped, like you said, they – I mean, their offense got stay, and I don't think that's as much to do with their team as it was with Kansas City's team. Like, that that just felt like, all right, now Kansas City done woke up. But the one thing I do want to say is a lot of people talk about Bill O'Brien as if he's a horrible coach. Yeah. I don't watch enough Texans football to say definitively whether he is or not. But I – the first thing that people wanted to talk about was him kicking the field goal. The field goal didn't bother me. Just because it was fourth and inches, you have taken the time out. If you don't get it, you have put so much into that play. I'd rather just get the points than, you know, than a four-point difference. Still, while it's still a three-possession game, it's still more points. I don't, yeah. I'm, I'm not that hung up on the, the fourth and inches as I am on the fourth down, on the fake punt. Yeah. Because it was in their own territory. It was four more than two yards, two or three yards. It was it was a full four yards. It was a fake punt in your own territory that gave, when they were already starting to gain some momentum, and then even if you get it, you still got a long way to go before you get in any kind of scoring range. So, I just didn't think that that was, that was a, 
I can't really defend that one. That was horrible. Um, and not just because it didn't work out. You know, it's a lot of result-based stuff that people want to bring up. I thought it was a bad decision whether you got it or not. Just yeah. where, they, where they were at on the field. So, yeah. And then, and then Kansas City, like I said, all year. I've been saying for the last two years. Kansas City, everybody on, everybody in the NFL has got a guy. The Saints guy, Ted Ginn, and the kick returner. What's his name? Uh Deontay Harris. Yeah, they got Harris, and how do the how do the Chiefs have five of them? They got Hardman, Hill, uh, uh, Robinson, who had a bad game, but yeah. he, I mean, they are so fast and so just they attack you in so many different ways, bro. With Kelsey and Hill and Hardman, and then Mahomes is making plays when when all of that break down. It's like it's like LSU, bro. They got so much talent on the outside, and then when all that break down, oh yeah, Mahomes can run. It's just not fair. Like, is it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. So the 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 fake punt that is directly tied to what you said earlier about. Man, that team's up 21 nothing, 24 nothing. Now they can go into their own offense and still maintain and be able to no, they can't. Mm-hmm. Even up 20 points, they were desperate. They're like, look, we gotta, we gotta go down here and get more points to put this thing away. Mm-hmm. So if it but like you say, even if it did work out, they still had to drive down in the length mm-hmm. of the field. But to Billow. Bill O'Brien isn't the right coach for Deshaun Jackson, Deshaun Watson. That's what it is. He's he's known to be a good offensive mind, but somehow the game is evolving past him. Yeah. Um, so I, I do think that he's no longer the the right coach to keep up the progression that Deshaun Watson should be should be getting or should be having over the years. Um, my brother texted me. It was 21-0. My brother texted me. And he was like, man, um, you had Saints. Well, I can't remember. He said you had Saints, Niners, Kansas City, and who was the other team I had? Green Bay. And no, I had the Ravens. Because the Ravens had already lost. And he was saying that Kansas City was about to lose. I say they still going to win. It was 21-0. I said, they're still going to win. Then they kicked the field goal. I said, I, t- I texted them. I said, they'd have to, Texas would have to go up 42 points for me to not think that Kansas City coming back and winning this game. And in 10, what was it, 10 on the field minutes, they were up 28 to 24? I think it was like 9.30, nine minutes and 40-something seconds. In the, bl- in the blink of an eye, bro. Yeah. In the blink of an eye. And it's not because... It's not because we turned around and blocked the punt or no, we just better than you. We're gonna march yeah. down the field and we go, we got it now. It's okay. We 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 got it together. We figured out what, what needs to be done. And when they turned it on, they turned it on. It wasn't nothing that Houston could do about it on defense or offense. Yeah. It was it was crazy to see. Uh Kansas City, look, I feel like for the last two years. Have been the best team in the AFC. Uh, they're an offsides away from being in the Super Bowl, which I wanted to see Kansas City and, and Los Angeles last year. So that's why football is so hard to decide 
which one is the better format? Because you you do get a lot of upsets, you know. Because if, if Tennessee played Baltimore ten times, do you think that that would be the result all ten times? Like no. you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like so, the Patriots last year, I said they didn't feel like the right champion last year, and and so you when you get that, like one game sample size is like it 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 causes disruption like you know people get and, eliminated that shouldn't get eliminated and, and we said and i said that last week about every year the best team doesn't win and, and no and, very and rarely does the best yeah. team and win the super bowl it, it's the hottest and healthiest team that's uh-huh. that's really what it is and so kansas city they just like I said, San Francisco came out and they felt like they wanted to prove that they're the best team in the league. But I, I just don't like we said, if Kansas City defense played like, man, they gave up 24 points in the first quarter and they gave up 10 the rest of the game. Yeah. Like, like it's just it's crazy. So if they defense playing like that, without Chris then they adding Chris Jones next week. Like I don't. I just don't know how you beating them. All right. What we got next? Uh, what a letdown. Seahawks Packers. Seahawks Packers. Yeah, it was a a game. Uh, <laughs> um. Really though, it was a game. It was. It, it, like you said, it was a letdown. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. It wasn't what I like. I said I thought that was going to be the best game of the weekend. It was going to be Seahawks Packers. Um, it didn't live up to it. There's even there's not even much for me to say about it. Like, okay, I felt like I felt like Aaron Rodgers would have to do more Aaron Rodgers type things once the playoffs got here, and he mm-hmm. did some of those last week. Um, and of course needed to, but yeah, I don't even have much to say about that one. So it's two it's two things that I want that I want to talk about about this game. The first thing was the obvious third and eight from Jimmy Graham um, that everybody want to complain about. Yeah. Why it, the playoffs irritate me just because we got so many people that don't watch enough football and don't understand, bro. They spot the ball bad all game. Stop. With that in the last minute and a bro. More importantly, the yellow line is not official. Stop paying attention to the yellow line on your TV. Bruh. That line is not official. Bro. And it and more importantly, stop crying to me. We say this all season, all the time, and it just gets magnified in the playoffs. Uh-huh. If it would have been if, if it would have been fourth and inches, you think they weren't gonna go for it and win the game like yeah. that? Like Shut up, man. You lost because you lost. That's like like Clemson fans or anybody complaining about the offensive pass interference that got called when they were down 42-25. You remember that? I think I might have turned it off by then. They were down 42-25, and it was – they got called for offensive pass interference. The dude actually scored. It was a deep pass. And they were both fighting for the football, but he got got called for offensive pass interference. But – so you telling me y'all would have just lost 42-32? Because that's what would have happened. Like, it yeah. didn't change anything. Like, you – look, bro. So I, I don't even want to take away what the what the Packers have done 
in that game. They just another week of enough to win. Yeah. Uh, and, and that and that's like Aaron just said, bro. Like it doesn't matter that they don't that they're not as pleasing to the eye that as they should be. Man, they're one of the four teams left. 2018 yeah. sitting at home and they won in the final four. That's all that matter. Yeah, and and Rogers, like you said, he had to be some. There had to be some vintage Rogers in that game. Man, that third down throw to Devontae Adams is just special. That that was. I was like, all right, man, yeah. we can get some more of this from him because you know he still got it in there somewhere uh-huh. because his because his play hasn't fallen off a cliff. But you know, can he channel that for two more weeks? Exactly. That's that's what's gonna matter. And Seattle, look, Russell Wilson continued to have them overachieve. I I've been saying that I feel like he's the best quarterback in the league. Mahomes put on a show mm-hmm. Sunday. Um, so it it's again like I always say, it's splitting hairs. Um, yeah. But I that game should have been over. Every game that they play should be over. But that dude, bro, once and they he, lose, and, and anytime they lose, it's about one possession. Bro, that dude, when he when he got a chance to figure you out, by the second half, it was like, all right, this what they doing, this what I can do to combat that. Because you just uh-huh. can't stop everything he does, bro. He his pocket manipulation is so amazing. Their offensive line is not good, and no, he just not. and he makes them. I mean. It's some wonder that he only got sacked five times. Like he, yeah. if, if anybody else, it would be ten. Like that dude, just he, he is as good as it gets, bro. That position, and they just gotta get some more talent around him. But like you said, bro, they, they're they're running backs. I wouldn't have picked them anyway. Honestly, yeah. if I'm being completely honest, even if their running backs were healthy, I thought they overachieved all year. Um, because their defense. Their defense has names to me. I, I don't I don't know that their defense is as good as what did they go? Twelve and four? I, I don't yeah. I, I don't feel like they're a twelve and four defense, but it's good enough. And they got yeah. and when you got the best quarterback in the league or a top five quarterback in the league, that's just what it is, bro. You you win when you got people because the quarterback position affects the game so much that when you got one, you can be twelve and four when you should be nine and seven. I'm quite yeah, I'm quite sure they're middle they're a middle of the pack defense, which yeah. that's good enough. Um I tell you what, if they came into that game fully healthy with they two running backs and um the tight end that they lost earlier this year. Disley, no. Yeah, Disley, I think is the name, because right now they're using Hollister, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Disley, Disley, whatever his name was. I would have taken them over Green Bay. I would have taken them over Green Bay. But at the same time, I also think if all three of those guys would have stayed healthy throughout the season, they wouldn't. They would have been home. So, like you say, once we get to this point, it's who, who's, who's hot and who's healthy. Mm-hmm. All right. I get very passionate about my takes. Um, so <laughs> looking ahead to the conference championship, the best Sunday um, in all sports. 
I, the Super Bowl is great, but I, Conference Championship Sunday is I, – I prefer it to the Super Bowl, honestly. Um, yeah, it's usually – usually get – it. two is always better than one. So if you're getting two of what you feel are very good matchups, that's always going to outweigh the just one that most of the time don't even feel like the best matchup. So and, and on top of that, you get so much more – um, what's the word I'm looking for? Noise around the Super Bowl. Yeah. The commercials and the halftime show and the, and the whole week of the media. Enough. Yeah, the players, yeah. Uh, so, um, anyway, <clears throat> we want to start AFC or NFC? Uh, AFC play first, so let's start AFC. Um, you go. You got the Derek Henry jersey on. <laughs> and I'm taking them. I'm taking them. I had Kansas City winning the Super Bowl when we, I mean, not winning the Super Bowl, but going to the Super Bowl when we, when we reset after the regular season. Um, but like we just talked about, when we talked about the Titans game. Derrick Henry is by far the best running back in these playoffs. And I don't think. It, it wouldn't shock me, but I don't think San Francisco is going to be able to stop them either. They might be able to slow them down a little more, and a little more maybe put on Ryan Tannehill going into this game. But I like – if Ryan Tannehill could play anything like he played, which was a top-five quarterback, quarterback from the time he started, from the time he took over from Mariota to the end of the season, mm-hmm. then I feel like Tennessee – Defense can hold up enough because they're going to do exactly um, what they did. Their game plan will be the same. They're going to do the exact, the exact same thing against San Francisco. I mean, not San Francisco. Against the Chiefs. They're playing the Chiefs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I was saying they're going to do the exact same thing against the Chiefs, which is we're going we gonna to fill up the box, but in this case, we're we going to send everybody. And we're gonna force Mahomes out the pocket, and we feel like our linebackers and our ends and our tackles are gonna be able to be quick enough to get to Mahomes. Because you have a Dory Jackson, who I'm quite sure is gonna be matched up with Tyreek Hill, who matches his speed. All right, well, that's good enough, like you say, but you gotta worry, you always gotta worry about the Hardmans and the Robinsons. Um, which is what is gonna and of course Travis Kelsey, but that's not even speed, that's just him being amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Tennessee's defense will be able to hold up against Kansas City. I don't I don't think this I don't see Kansas City scoring more than they definitely not gonna score that. But I would say they get to twenty four this game. Wow. Which more surprising is the fact that I'm taking Tennessee to get past 24 in this right. case. Um, but yeah, man, I, I'm that defense is playing lights out, and Derrick Henry to this point can't be stopped. I wouldn't be shocked if they come in this game running a lot of play action to start off the game and and testing Kansas City's defense in that matter. But as long as they can keep Kansas City from running off on them. Mm-hmm. which their defense, which is the best remaining in the playoffs, yeah. should be able to do, I think they can win this game. 
I think I think it should be a I'm gonna give you a half of it just because I feel like usually the teams that are on the road and not as good with a good running game, or if the coach is smart, you want to try to shorten the game, especially mm-hmm. since the, the Chiefs have such a high-powered offense and the Titans have what it takes to do that. But this offense is different. I feel like the Chiefs, the Chiefs aren't horrible. They're not, they're not bad on defense. And like you said, they, like we've been saying, they're playing good enough this second half of the season to carry them to a Super Bowl. But their offense is just so dynamic that I just I don't know that the Chiefs are gonna be the Titans are gonna be able to stop them and shorten the game for long enough. Um, mm-hmm. And and if the and if the Chiefs get up to scores, then all that's out the window. Yeah, and I'm, yeah that's why I said as long as as long as they can prevent the Chiefs from running off on. Right. Because, yeah, they're not coming back from being down two scores. Their offense ain't built that way. Yeah. And, and like you said, Derrick Henry is playing at an MVP level, clearly the best running back left in the game. Now, the Chiefs are going to have to – they didn't run the ball at all last week. because One, because they were behind so much, but two, mm-hmm. just because that's not their MO. Yeah. But, um, I don't – there is just too much talent. For me to say the Titans gonna be able to pull off this upset when they've already the, the Patriots wasn't an upset. The Patriots not good. Mm-hmm. Right, that 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 wasn't a, that wasn't an upset. <laughs> like that was that was the Patriots overachieving as well. But yeah. the upset last week and then for them to again go to Kansas City, uh, I just I just don't see it happening three weeks in a row. Kansas City is one-dimensional by design. Like you say, they're not they're not trying to run the football. But in order to win this game, I feel like they're gonna have to run the football. Because you know, be one-dimensional and say, look, we just gonna drive back and pass on this Tennessee defense. Oh no, what? Yeah, no, that's and, gonna and, happen. And that's what's scary. The last time we seen a team that was this pass heavy um and, and ran into a pass rushing team was that I can think of off the top of my head that was that dynamic was 2007. Patriots when they ran into the Giants in the Super Bowl just because yeah. you got when you're trying to spread people out that much and then they got enough pass rushes that 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 all that's dead and so now you got to be like all right well now we're gonna run it when that ain't what you do yeah um, but I, I just I don't feel like the I don't feel like besides Jarrell Casey the Titans <laughs> have that type of pass rush um Harold Landry yeah, Landry, Harold Landry. I was trying yeah. to think of that Harold Landry, yeah. But my my thing is not even it doesn't even stop with them. Their linebackers and their secondary and what yeah. they and what they're able to do with the like because this game is gonna be because like you say if they don't if they don't get that good of a pass rush this is all on the secondary. Mm-hmm. So what what are you, the secondary gonna be able to do against the Travis Kelsey's and the Tyree Kills? But more importantly, the secondary guys, the McCole Hardmans and the Robinsons. That's going to be the difference in this game. Yeah, it it how much Tennessee is able to shorten the game, how much Derrick Henry is able to if if Derrick Henry got 80 yards, uh I don't see them winning. But if he's got 35 carries, then the then the Chiefs in trouble. 
Yeah. You know, so, so I can see that happening. Yeah, but I mean, like you said, the like I said they're getting Chris Jones back, so that should help some. Yeah. As sure. far as stopping the run, um, I don't know, but it's, the Chiefs are just they they deep, they're good, they're fast, they're at home. I I can't see the Titans pulling off the upset. Like like we always say, bro. What's the what's the two things you need in the playoffs on the road? A good run game and a good defense. And Tennessee got both of them. Yeah. But also, Kansas City has the better quarterback. But like quarterback. I say, the That's fact that they just one dimensional like that, it's mm-hmm. it, it should be a good matchup. It should be a really good matchup. All right. NFC. Packers Forty Niners. And and this I, my take. Actually, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm very torn. I can't. I'm more torn than I really thought I would be at this time. Yeah. Even though this is what I expected, just because how many times, like like I just said, how many times is it? All right, the one versus one in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the best teams all year. Blah 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 blah. The 49ers, they're healthy. That they they. They got the coaching. They got everything. But I think the Packers, the Packers have just been playing good enough all year. All year, good enough. And can their defense slow down the 49ers offense enough that where I can go, all right, would it shock me if the 49ers defense, as dominant as they've been all year, as dominant as they feel like coming off a game against the Vikings, the second time you see in a quarterback that is as good as Aaron Rodgers, even if the numbers don't say it, yeah. history tells me. The second time, I just I I want so badly to say that the Packers gonna upset them just because it don't it's not gonna go how it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. One of one of the one of these teams is gonna lose just because this moment is so is so it's football. It don't make any sense. I don't know, bro. I really, I really don't know. If I have to pick somebody, I'm going to stay with the better overall team, the 49ers. But, I, but I'm very torn because in, this, in these moments, like I said, bro, it's can Jimmy Garoppolo come in and make big boy throws? Can he make the throws when he when it is the pressure gonna be too much for him? Or are we gonna get more vintage Aaron Rodgers? Because besides Devontae Adams and their run game, if they if they can find some type of run game against this defense, mm-hmm. it's gonna be a one possession game. It's yep. gonna be a one possession game at the end of it. Um and in that instance. You, I gotta lean on the better quarterback, but I don't expect it to be one possession because the 49ers are a better team. So I'm gonna go with the 49ers. I'm gonna go with Green Bay. I'm, I'm very Green surprised Bay. by this. I know. <laughs> I knew you would be. Um, the game, the game they had, I'm gonna tell you what swayed me. Aaron Rodgers was on Dan Levitard today. And because he's on the offense, he liked them. Um, he was on Dan Levitard today, and they asked him 
if he was going to continue to be scared of Richard Sherman. And of course, he laughed away. He was like, "No, I'm, I'm, a, I'm gonna go shake his hand before the game, and I'm, a, you know, I'm, I'm gonna get close to him." And um, Aaron Rodgers has always come off to me as a person who doesn't forget. Like that, that game that they played early this season, that 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 was a bad loss for Green Bay. Mm. Aaron Rodgers ain't forgot about that. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers hasn't forgot about um. What was that? Three three seasons ago, when they opened up uh, against Seattle. Yeah, yeah. Richard Sherman's way, like he, yeah. he forgot about the the criticism and, and things like that that's come to him about um, different situations like that. And like I say, last week we started to see some of that vintage Aaron Rodgers. Okay, mm-hmm. that's oh okay, that's Aaron Rodgers. We know. Can we get a little bit more of that? And I think we're gonna get a lot of it. Sunday, come Sunday, I think Aaron Jones is going to be able to do enough on the ground. The thing that scares me is the talent around Aaron Rodgers, of course. The Because, mm-hmm. like you say, after Devontae Adams, it's Lazard, Graham. And then and then when you got Lazard going to the locker room in the middle of the game, then what? You know, mm-hmm. now we looking at guys we ain't never seen before. Mm-hmm. Um... That is the scary part, but I'm putting all my trust in Aaron Rodgers in this sense. Even though, looking at him throughout the season, he's given us no reason to. It, it don't. It don't matter. Like we always say, bro. It's just the quarterbacks that have been there before, that have that just have that in them. Like you know, the and Aaron, Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers ain't. A Drew Brees or Tom Brady type in the sense that I'm he gonna be trying to play till he's 45. No, mm-hmm. I'm not he's not that type of quarterback. He's looking at it as man, I'm one game away from another Super Bowl. Let me go ahead and get there. Cause I'm not doing this shit for another 10 years. So let me yeah. let me go ahead and get to me a second Super Bowl. Um but yeah, I think I think he come out and show out this Sunday. And I and I love the 49ers team. I agree with you. They are definitely the better team mm-hmm. overall. Defense, mm-hmm. well, at everything but quarterback, mm-hmm. they're the better team. And that's the thing that that's the thing. if it if it was any other way, if it was just a little bit closer, then I would be like, all right, the 49ers by a lot. But yeah, I this dude, I he scares me. You know, and in this yeah. in this moment, it's just yeah. like I can't as much as I want to go running back depth, wide receiver, tight end, offensive line, coaching. As much as I want to say all of that stuff, the 49ers are the better team. All right. You say they're going to blow them out and watch Aaron Rodgers. Watch what yeah. I so. and, and you know me. I'm the furthest thing from an Aaron Rodgers fan. And, mm-hmm. But I, I, I've, I've seen this dude. I know what he's capable of with or without name talent around him. So, yep. yeah, I'm, I'm, gonna take, I'm taking Green Bay. I will – I will just say, bro, like we, you said, the 49ers, what they doing with their pass rush mm-hmm. is insane, bro. I mean, they got dudes on their they got dudes on their front four that you forget what top ten picks because it's like, bro, they coming from every which way with their yeah. with their front four, bro. And then you got Sherman playing at an elite level, but this ain't this ain't Kirk Cousins. 
And then, yes. like you say, Quan Alexander back. They got yes. Tart back, back. Yes. And still, you like, hey, but that's Aaron Rodgers coming in. Yeah. And, and that's, bro, you could see very early in the game, you could see it against the Saints. Her Cousins, the criticism against him is it's very one read check down, one read check down. And early in that game and throughout that game, Richard Sherman and Tart and all of their secondary took that away immediately. So it was check down, check down, check down, hold the ball and get back. And all right, let's try to run it. That ain't working. So that's what happened to the game. They, they never got a chance to even get out of the gates because their quarterback was so handcuffed. But I don't expect that to be the case against Aaron Rodgers. And another thing, just so this isn't all of our air, their defense is, is good. Green Bay's defense is good enough to hold up. Bruh. They will hold up against this 49ers team unless Garoppolo becomes something we haven't seen him be. Yes. And and beat them. If Garoppolo becomes what he was when he first when he came to New Orleans earlier this year. Yeah. If Garoppolo gonna be that, then Green Bay ain't got a chance. Bruh, the when I'm, I told you, I'll tell you this every week. We talk about this every week on the show. When I'm looking at starting lineups for teams that I don't, for teams that I know about and people that I know, but don't follow as closely as I follow the Lions or, or watch enough to say I know who they are and what they are every week. When I'm looking at that, every week I'm looking at the Packers secondary and I'm like, y'all keep talking about the Smith brothers. Their uh-huh. secondary is off the chain. Like, uh, they, that's. Most Alexander. Savage, I love that Savage dude. I told you when they played us, I was like, oh yeah, that Savage can play. He, yeah. I, I like him. But um, no, actually, he didn't play in that game. It was he. He had a couple games before that. When I saw, I was like, okay, this dude, I like him a lot. Yeah. But um, yeah, bro, Amos, Quan Alexander, Savage, mm-hmm. they they got a good secondary, bro. They they're a good team. Everybody wants to say. Just because they're not winning cute. They're not, yeah. they're not winning as dominant as you would like them to be for a team that's one of the final four and won 13 games. Yeah. I don't care, bro. That, I don't care. That that ain't what it's about. The Chiefs, I mean, the Titans, they ain't won pretty, but they won exactly. the final four games. I don't care. So, you're taking both road teams. That's interesting. Yeah. And we taking we taking... The only two games, and we're taking both opposite teams. Yeah. One of us going to be right, and one of us going to be wrong. Exactly. Which, That's exactly which how one is go. it? Which one is it? That's exactly how it's going to go. So, all right. Anything else? Oh, I did. I, I meant to go back and look at that. We don't talk any baseball. We don't talk baseball since the World Series. Mm-hmm. But... The punishment that they gave to the Astros for that cheating mm-hmm. was ridiculous. Like, I've never seen baseball give out anything like that that wasn't PED related. Oh, um, so, I'm not going to lie to you. I All I know is that people were saying that it wasn't enough. Yeah, a lot of people say it's not even enough. Like, it's, just, it's heavy-handed when you look at it and it'd be like, man, we've never seen... So what a, a what exactly like did they this do? To before. What did they, they do? Took, they took their first and second round picks for this year and next year. Mm-hmm. They suspended their GM 
and the GM and another another high up position for a year. They banned him for a year. I know they ended up firing the. They fired him after they after they got banned for a year. They ended up yeah. firing him. Yeah. And then they fined the team five million dollars and something else. But and like you say, people saying, "Man, that's not even enough." But still, that's the steepest penalty I've seen handed down in baseball in any sport. Well, Bounty Gate was pretty. What was that? A year suspension and first round pick. Mm-hmm. And oh, and oh, and Velma and yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I had, I had to think about some of the other fun. Yeah, yeah. That they suspended players. They got Sean Payton out of there for a year. They took uh first round. Yeah. But Odell Beckham out here on the sideline just handing it. Anyway, I... Oh, that reminds me. Okay, I do have some other stuff to say. But that was... Yeah, that's the steepest penalty that we've seen. And they say that... um. I can't think of the team right now, but it's another team that's about to get busted for the same thing, just in a different way. It it sounds familiar. I do I do know, but the this what we talking about with baseball. Remember when I said when it first came out, as soon as we wanted to, as soon as we were entertaining mm-hmm. any idea of baseball, I said, man, this is why I can't get into this shit. Because anytime they do it, they they got so such stupid rules and such old man get off my lawn type mentality yeah. that as soon as something young and fun comes in, oh, they cheat. So it, all right, whatever. It's stupid. Yeah. Like in two, what have they been? Two out of three years and mm-hmm. have been one of the most fun teams, young and fun and, but they cheated. So now it's, now everything they've done is comes under a microscope. So yeah. Now back to the Yankees winning. Yeah, that was about to happen. That was about to be. And so, whatever. The Yankees are the Red Sox. What else have you thought about, though? What you about to say? Two things. You bringing up how ridiculous Odell Beckham is. Something something is wrong with that dude. But Antonio Brown, though. Huh? Nothing wrong with him on that level. I say nothing like Antonio Brown, though. And and that's what I was going to say, bro. That dude... I know you saw my tweet where I said, I don't know if you ended up watching the video about Stephen A. Smith, but mm-hmm. that was that was exactly what I was thinking. That that even in that moment, when you have legal I have no context for the situation mm-hmm. whatsoever. So I'm not even going to get into how he reacted to whatever was happening there because I don't know. He could be completely in the right. Yeah. But why would you put it on camera? But but this is this is this ain't somebody going, oh, look at Antonio Brown acting. Yeah, man. exactly. This is you. What is the matter with that dude? What is what's wrong with him? Just watching the video, because I, I, I had saw the Antonio Brown video, and then when you retweeted, the, I mean when you shared the Stephen A. Smith video, I want to watch that too. For First of all, like you say, why are you recording yourself in that manner to put out that to the world? But secondly, I don't care what it is from from what I saw of the video. I don't care what it is that was going on. Why you got to be, why are you doing all that? Why are you calling them all this, these and that's 
you calling your baby mama who I think that was all of this and that in front of your kids. In front of your kids, bro. What is this? What are you what are you doing? This your final plea for help, bro? It's it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It's what and and what is comical to me that you could honestly sit there and go, all right, now nobody now somebody give me a job. What? What's wrong with you, man? What what is the matter with you? He's sitting he's sitting here doing all this and saying, Yeah, I'm winning this battle. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna be back in the league. <laughs> what? No, you're not. You're losing. You got my life right now, bro. <laughs> And he's standing there with his capo like, man, I'm winning at this point. I'm the truth. This music video, now I got, now I got my baby mama getting arrested. I got that on camera. Man. <laughs> right. No, you're not. Like, you see that you down by a <laughs> Oh, my God. He is down a large margin, and he not the chief. Like, this ain't possible. <laughs> This ain't about to work out in your favor, dog. It's sad, bro. It is, bro. It it really is. Like I said, him and Le'Veon Bell, I told you my reaction to them getting out of Pittsburgh. So what? Mm-hmm. Nah, who, who cares? You want it out now. Nah. And then my level for of, of tolerance when Antonio Brown reached his peak when he got to the Raiders. Like, bro. You got everything you wanted. Stop talking to me. I don't want to hear nothing else you got to say. Right, so, yeah. And and ever since then, it has just been up and up and up and more foolishness, bro. Yeah, I was I was okay. I was okay. You went out of Pittsburgh. That's cool. Got to Oakland. The stuff about your feet. All right, bro. Whatever. That's cool. Uh, Three days before the regular season, now all of a sudden, nah, I want out of Oakland. Let me out of Oakland, y'all. Man, shit. All right. Now, now we done. Now I'm done with you. I do want to say one more thing. Uh, the Lions and the defensive coordinator that they hired, I thought that this was a very critical hire. Because remember I talked all year about how uh, there would be changes on the staff. I expected that to be not at the top, but on the staff. Um, and this was important to me. They they hired a special teams coordinator um, that a lot of people have high praise for. And from what I hear around the league, special teams, the coordinator, or whatever is is far more important than I ever thought it actually was. But yeah. um, so I can admit my ignorance in that situation. So I'm I'm proud of them for that for going out and get somebody you know that they like because I do remember. I being annoyed by the special teams that everybody I'm like, bro, just fair catch every time. Remember I kept saying that? Like that 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 was that was annoying me because every time they had a decent return, it was a damn penalty. But um, anyway, the the defensive coordinator, uh I don't know him, wouldn't know him if he walked in the room. But um it's another guy that that Patricia has a relationship with, work with him in New England. And I just it ain't sexy because it ain't somebody that we know it ain't somebody mm-hmm. that we could have go oh they went and got marvin lewis or oh, they went yeah. and got such and such john fox or somebody like that listen bro give him a chance all right mm-hmm. because the last time that i can think of off the top of my head 
was Joe Lombardi. Joe Lombardi is somebody that we was like, oh, he up and coming. We know him with the Saints. We know his name because he's the mm-hmm. grandson of Lombardi. He he was in the the Sean Payton coaching tree. He gonna be he was horrible. You know, I couldn't wait to get rid of him. So give him a chance, bro. He worked with the Eagles. You want to say, oh, the Eagles, they secondary was bad. I mean, well, it wasn't before they got hurt. Yeah, you know, all the time. So. Um, and and you just looking at one year. He's been working with the Eagles for a while now. Tell me about what they done during their Super Bowl run during the last year. Like you, I ain't hear you saying nothing about that then. So uh-huh. you know, it, it's a promotion. Like I always say, I I love I love people moving up and not being recycled. Mm-hmm. I, so I want to see, even though he's not going to be calling the plays, what he comes in and brings to the table. Give him a chance. So I'm. You know, I'm happy about that. The biggest coaching high in the offseason happened today with Joe Brady going to Carolina. Mm-hmm. We touched so much about if Cam Newton stays, if Cam Newton goes. Um, to me, it doesn't matter now. I think Joe Brady, I think Joe Brady, if, if Cam Newton stays, then I'm I'm going to be hating Cam Newton again as soon as the season starts up because he's going he gonna, to tear up the league next year if he's healthy. Yeah. If he goes, I still think that Joe Brady can take a Kyle Allen or Will Greer, whoever they decide to roll with, and make him a, a, a pretty decent quarterback. And mm-hmm. when you have a running back like Christian McCaffrey, then that's all you need is a pretty decent quarterback. Mm-hmm. But if they get Cam if they get Cam Newton, the Carolina be right back in the playoffs next year. Yeah. That's how that's how big I think the move, Joe Brady is going to be able to affect that offense. That's not a bad offense. It's just hasn't been heading in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So I think he's going to turn that around. Okay. Anything else? One more thing. Say, bro. <laughs> Lakers played the Cavaliers last night. Mm-hmm. During... Yeah, the national championship was on, of course. So I was just peeking in at it. And I didn't really catch the Cavs, like whatever. But we were down like 15 points early in the second quarter. We ended up at halftime with 49 to 47. And I remember early, I was looking like, man, why are we losing to them? And I saw LeBron, I think he was one of four at the time for like five points, mm-hmm. something, something like that. And we won that game by 30. Yeah. It was 49 to 47 at halftime. We finished the game with 128 points. LeBron finished the game, I think, 14 of 18. He missed one shot after halftime, basically. That's crazy. It's absurd. Like, I was like, oh, it is what it is, whatever. And Dwight Howard had, like, 15 and 15. No, I think he had 23 and 15, actually. I was paying attention a couple of nights ago when LeBron didn't play um, against Oklahoma City. And Oklahoma City um, is the surprise team in the NBA right now with what they've been able to do. Um, yeah. Uh, LeBron didn't play. AD didn't play. And it was the Kyle Kuzma show. And no. that, to me, was as critical a game for them as it has been all season because when you don't have your top two players, not only not having your top two players, but going up against a decent team yeah. and to be able to win decisively, that kind of stuff matters. That That's the type of stuff that you look at and you go, all right, 
in May, can you just be somewhat of that what you were when we didn't play? I need yep. you to be able to be that when the second unit's in the game. And, you know, that was, that was important to me. That, that type of stuff matters to me to where, like, another one, uh, the 76ers. Like I said, I'm high on the 76ers. You not. The first game without Joel Embiid against Boston, that game mattered to me not because of the end result, but because of how it happened. Uh-huh. That, that they were down by 12, 14 and then came back and were able to win. And it was defense. It was getting out on the break with, with Simmons. Is some of the stuff that, you, that you're that you encouraged by that you want to go, well, why can't you just, why can't you compartmentalize? Why yeah. can't this be, all right, Joel and B's going to play, and we can still run some of this stuff. The, we can still play this way, but... More importantly, when he goes to the bench, yeah, let's play with pace. Like you got everything, half court stuff. The half court stuff, I get it. Ben Simmons, he can't shoot, whatever. And when yes. the playoffs start, they're gonna try to take that away from you. But nobody can stop him in the open court mm-hmm. at all. Like he can't be stopped. And so that it, that was interesting to me that they, if they can just. And and some of that's coaching to me. I, I really feel like that that's yeah. But we don't see, bro. We we basketball is getting interesting. Who came back this week, Kyrie? Yes. Okay, so I think Oladipo comes back in a couple weeks, and hey, John Williamson gonna be back. Soon. Well, gonna play his first game soon, so that should be interesting too. I'm very interested to see that. Yes, Zion. Yeah. Um. Before the season, now obviously Zion not playing a game yet mattered, but I, I told you I like John Morant. I saw John Morant. There was a there was a lot of stuff about him as far as passing and and shooting, mm-hmm. but when I saw the type of athleticism that he had, that was when I started to cling to him a little bit and mm-hmm. be like, okay, this this dude gonna be serious. Yeah. Um, and so far he has been, bro. He he's been really good. Yeah, I saw some clips of him earlier playing Houston. Uh, him going up against James Harden, and he was doing some impressive stuff in that game. I don't know how it ended, but quite sure Houston won by thirty. Worth <laughs> worth Westbrook nine of thirty nine. <laughs> Triple double. All right, let's get off here before we get too much into hoops. We got. So the, the dog days are coming up. So let's save some of these basketball takes. Yeah, I'm gonna be like, hey, they doing another top ten list of NBA. What? <laughs> what, are they, what are they doing? Top five corners. Here we 